We're driving on the highway. I'm in a uh, silver Audi, a two-door CLK. Pulls up next to us. Lights up the car. Eight shots. Puts right into the car at us. What ends up happening is I go to Al and them. The Gambino guys that I think I'm going to be with because I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm not sure who I'm going to go with. I says, I'm killing this kid. He's dead. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. His father's a wise guy with the Gambinos. We don't know if it's him. They won't take my back. I went to the Bananos, Ronnie G and them. He says, do what you got to do. We got your back completely. He goes, whatever you got to do, you get him. That ultimately determined, all right, these are the guys that are going to take my back. What's up, everybody? Today's guest is Gene Borello. He made his bones in Brooklyn in the mid-2000s with the Bonanno family. He's one of these new generation mob guys. Gene's a gangster. He's one of those knock-around street mafia guys. He was one of the most feared and respected dudes from the Bonanos during his era in Ozone Park and Howard Beach, Queens. This guy's got stories for days. He did real time on Rikers in the feds. He eventually flipped and started a podcast with John A. Light. He's telling all the crazy mafia inside stories. We wanted to talk to a modern mafia type on this show, and nobody is better at it than Gene. We do some bonus content as well. You got to hear it. Go over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the connect show and go buy his book. Without further ado, I give you Gene Borello right here on The Connect with Johnny Mitchell. I put 30 shots into his house. I came back two weeks later. I did it again. I came back two weeks later. I said, all his cars on fire. I wouldn't stop. All of a sudden, we get sent for by guys in Middle Village. They go, oh, uh, we're here to squash the beef. They said there's no squash in it. We were cowboys. That's when I see lights behind me start to flash. And I didn't even think. I just hit it. I was driving like my life depended on it. Then I parked the car, hopped out, closed the door, and I started running. And he pulls out a burner, shanks, like six inches. And he passes it to me. And he goes, here, that's yours. Don't ever leave the cell block without this. He was the reason I made it out of that place alive. Are your family, do you have darker? Okay, so you have... Sicilian. Okay, but it seems like you're darker than your cousin. Well, I go tanning. (laughs) (laughs) You really are Sicilian, my brother. (laughs) Yeah, man. Well, thanks for coming on. We've never had somebody connected to the Bananos. Right. We've had Gambino. We've had Columbo. Um, Who'd you have from the Columbos? Well, we had Sal Polisi, who, you know... Oh, he's part of every family. Exactly. He was just a hustler that used to kick upstairs to whoever... You know, had a nice guy, but he wasn't really like, yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, it's, it's, you, a lot of people claim to be with different crews. You can't be with Nobody really knows. Right. Unless you're actually made or. Not even, that's not true. Or with a a family that's made, right? Right. Like, like Anthony Ruggiano. Right. You know, so you can't be an associate of three different families. It's impossible. Who's going to sit for you? Are we going to pick one? It don't work like that. So when you have, when you're, when you're on record with a family, so for instance, I got put on record with the Bonanno family. Ronnie Gilonzo has to take me to his captain and go, this is Gene Borello. He's with me. I meet the, I meet the skipper, shake his hand. Now I have, I'm in their crew. You can't say, you can't do that with three different families or two different families. It's not allowed. It's a mm-hmm. mafia illegal. So you could just say you're, you're friends with these families, but you're not on record with them. Mm. And what does on record actually do so on, for you? Oh, it does a lot. So basically they're putting you on record because they believe you have a chance in this life. That's first off. And you're working your way up to be a member. You understand? Mm-hmm. So now you're on record with a crew. Now you got to prove yourself to this crew. Like I did. Violence, earning money, doing your thing. And then you get proposed. And when you get proposed, your name goes on a list. It goes around. If other families got beefs with you, they'll say, oh, okay, well, listen. Clear this up. You owe 20000 to the Gambinos. We can't straighten you out till you clear it up. Or there's things that go around. Oh, he did this to so-and-so. You got to clear these beefs up first. Mm. Otherwise, you get blocked. Mm. What is getting blocked? 
block means you don't get straightened out. Mm. Something you worked for for fucking 10, 15 years can now get right. blocked over some right. an, an issue. Now, is in this day and age, is getting made, is getting straightened out even worth it? You no. know, Michael Franchise says- it Means nothing. His, my guys, none of them got straightened out, but they all made millions. Right. Uh, well, he didn't want to straighten nobody out because he, like he said, he was being a- uh, how can I say it? A guy that didn't want his guys to prosper. He wanted them to stay under him. Mm. And, you know, I know people like that. Because yeah. now if you get made, you're your own man now. Right. You got to report to a skipper. And then eventually, you know, you have your crew now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he wanted to keep them under his thumb. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if your cousin is Anthony Ruggiano Jr. Right. of the Gambino family. Right. Uh, why did you end up going with the Bananos? It seems like you'd be a shoe-in with the Gambinos. Right. Oh, I was. So I was originally supposed to go without Truchio's crew. I'll explain who that is. That's Ronnie Wanam. Ronnie Wanam was a very dangerous feared captain in the Gambino family. And his son, Al, Mikey Rock, Frankie Rock, Hootie, uh, the whole crew. Um, I was supposed to be with the Gambino guys, Ozone Park guys. But what happened was I was running around with guns. I was running around wild. Al didn't like that. His father was already away. Mm. His father liked that. Mm. He wasn't like his dad. He was right. he was all this. Mm. So I was best friends with Ronnie Gialonzo's nephew, Bobby Gialonzo. Me and him were doing a lot of fucking wild shit together. They're banana. So what happened was I got into a beef with a guy named Phil Galena. Phil Galena's father was a made guy in the Gambinos, but he got deported from the pizza connection. But they're millionaires, yeah. multi-millionaires. We didn't like the son. He was like a fake tough guy running around the neighborhood. So me and Chris Cagnata, one of the toughest kids in the five boroughs, worst kid around. He's dead now. I end up shooting him later on. But um, me and him were close at the time. Mm. And we bump into Phil Galena by ragtime. We start with him. We crack a bottle over his head. Beat him up, crack a bottle over his head. So we think nothing of it. Three weeks later, we're in a nightclub in Astoria and we see Phil Galena walk in with two guys. We're not thinking anything. We're like, oh, this jerk off. He ain't going to do nothing. So he's standing there. Little do we know, he's IDing us to these two guys. Now I'm there with me, Frankie Rock, God bless his soul, my buddy, uh, Joe DeGange, uh, Berger, Crocker. So Frankie Rock, Rock leaves. That was our ride. We hop in in a car with Joe DeGange. So when we leave, we don't realize they follow us out. Now, here's the deal. We find out he put 10000 on our head to kill me. And Chris gets crazy. So now we're on the highway. This is August 2005. I never forget things like this. We're driving on the highway. I'm in a, a silver Audi. So it's Burger sitting here, me sitting here, Crocker, and my friend Billy Dublin. And Chris in the front and Joe, we were packed in because Frankie Rock left mm -hmm. the other car. A two-door CLK, uh, a two-door black Mercedes CLK pulls up next to us. Lights up the car, eight shots, puts right into the car at us. Now I'm looking wow. at the fire. And I go, Burger, we just get shot at? He goes, yeah. My friend's holding his throat. He gets hit through the neck. My friend Danny Crop, my friend Billy Dubbin gets hit in the back. So the Albanians just took the money and did the hit totally wrong. Right. They just shot into a car and says, well, we hit, we hit. We're just taking the money. Right. So long story short, I know it's that motherfucker who did it. Me and Chris, you didn't get the, at the time, me and Chris are probably the two worst kids in the area. Along with Bobby G. By the way, what what turf you're in Queens? Howard Beach Ozone Park. And that's where you were born and raised? Yes. Okay. So, well, I was born in Canarsie, Brooklyn, and moved over there when I was like nine years old. So, um, what ends up happening is I go to Al and them, the Gambino guys that I think I'm going to be with, because I'm, I'm in the middle. I'm not sure who I'm going to go with. I says, I'm killing this kid. He's dead. Oh, no, no, no. We're not going to do that. His father's a wise guy with the Gambinos. We don't know if it's him. I says, I'm killing him. I mean, he, he's dead. Like, there's no negotiating. I'm putting stolen camper vans in front of his house. We're camped out in the fucking car. We're ready to kill this kid. They won't take my back. I says like this, fuck you guys. I went to the Bananos, Ronnie G and them. He says, do what you got to do. We got your back completely. He goes, whatever you got to do, you get him. 
that ultimately determined, all right, these are the guys that are going to take my back. These motherfuckers just tried to kill me and my friends. And you're telling me not to retaliate because mm. his father's a wise guy. So he went against the grain. He We did uh, beat him up and cracked the bottle. He tried to take our lives. Shot mm. an innocent person to his neck and another kid, two innocent people got shot. Yeah. He's got to die. Yeah. And he's not a made guy anyway. Phil Glino wasn't a made guy. His father was. His father's right. deported though. Right. So, um, so what ends up happening is, is Ronnie, he took off to Italy. Now he knows he's trying to kill him. He takes off to Italy. So he goes, you know what? He did a gang. I'm not going to say the word. He did a gang member move. Now you do a gang member move. I said, okay. He goes, go spray his house up. I went mm. to the house. I pulled up with a tech nine. I put 30 bullets into his house with everybody in it. Okay. So this really is, this goes against the grain of the Italian mafia yes. because they don't operate like that. They don't. They're pulling up, dumping but indiscriminately. That's some gangster shit. We did that because what he did. They want to play dirty. You right. play dirty now because they did scumbag shit. How you operate when you're going to kill somebody, you wait for them to come out the house, you get that person. You don't mm -hmm. shoot into a random car with innocent working people in it. Now you're looking to kill innocent people. So but, but why does retaliating the same way Show them that we can do the same fucking thing. Mm -hmm. You're not going to just think you're going to fucking shoot innocent people, do nothing, and hide from us now. We can't get you. So now we're going to lure you back from Italy. Now we're going to make you want to come back. Mm -hmm. I put 30 shots into his house. I came back two weeks later. I did it again. I came back two weeks later. I said, all oh, his car's on fire. I wouldn't stop. Finally, finally, we tried to get his brother. I tried to shoot his brother with a shotgun. Couldn't get him. Running for their lives, getting him. All of a sudden, we get sent for by guys in Middle Village. They go, oh, uh, we're here to squash the beef. They said, there's no squash in it. There's no squash in it. Ronnie Gene told him, there's, there's no squash in it. And he said, people are shot. You tell him it's on site. We don't want to hear nothing. It was basically just like that. So he moved. They sold their house and left. Wow. They left. They had a is, is that how it resolved itself? No, it never resolved. I, I ended up, we ended up at that time. Why Phil got lucky? Cause we were going to continue to try to kill him. We started beefing with Chris Cagnotta, our own guy. He robbed Pudgy and then we got sent to get him. So we ended up going from him to now determine, all right, you got to get this kid right now. Mm. We'll get him later. So this is really moving a long ways from like the core values of the mafia, the mob, the wise right. guys, right? right? Which is earning organization, top down, taking orders and following them. Right. Nobody gets touched unless the boss gives right. the nod. We were cowboys. Yes. It sounds like it. So after this, were you, did you rein it in a little bit no. now that you were with the bananas? Yeah. Oh no. Well, they were wild. So Ronnie had me doing wild shit. So yeah. like now he sends me to go shoot Chris. He's like, well, I want this kid dealt with. So now yeah. we're on Chris. I ended up shooting Chris in broad daylight. Did you kill him? No, I shot him. He hit me with a car. His girlfriend hit me with a car. Wow. Yeah, it was wild. This is like, you know, it was getting crazy. And okay. Then he, and then he comes back and shoots my house up. Oh my goodness. This is like a war zone we were having. So this is like the mid 2000s? What year 2005, is this? 2005, 2006. It was still chaotic. The mob was still crazy. That's right. why I tell people we were the last hurrah. We were crazy still. Right, right. Today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Can you guys look me in the face and tell me how many subscriptions you have between all the streaming services and the different apps? how many different subscriptions you're paying for every month. I couldn't until I started using Rocket Money. I started using Rocket Money and literally could see all of the money that I was wasting every month. It was wild. You guys, we're coming into a recession. You need to get your finances in order. You need to be focused on making money and you need to be focused on saving. And that means getting rid of all of these unused subscriptions that you have. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending, and also helps lower your bills. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on a phone with customer service. Thank God for that. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save an average of $720 per person 
per year. That's over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash connect. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com slash C-O-N-N-E-C-T. Rocketmoney.com slash connect. Start saving your money and use the savings to invest and ball out of control in 2024. Shout out to Rocket Money. Okay, so what was that like? You know, now New York, there's cameras going up we everywhere. Didn't care. You didn't care. You know, I was sticking up jewelry stores on the camera. <laughs> we were wild, bro. So, so, I say so what was your big earner? Now that you got with the crew, with the Bananos, what was what was your big earning? Shylock and, and, and legal sports band and extorting and robbing drug deals. That was our thing. Okay. All right. So let's start with Shylocking. Right. This is loan sharking. Loan sharking. Right? Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. How, what kind of bank... Did you start with? Well, we didn't need to. We had the fucking, we had Fort Knox, Ronnie G. That was uh -huh. the best bank you could have. Guys, millions of dollars. Right, of So course. what Ronnie did, Ronnie loved that. I was wild. Ronnie likes bad guys. He loved that me and his nephew were like violent. He loved that. So he loved bragging about us. So anything we needed, he gave us to make money. Not give us free money. He'd be like, all right, I'm going to give you his money at one point. Now you understand that. One point means $10. So if you need $10,000, i am going to charge you $300 a week. I got to turn in 100 bucks a week to him. Mm. So we're actually making more money on it than him, but he got millions in the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? So let's say he got 10 guys with 100,000 out. He's getting 10,000 a week. Just pa from passive. Yeah. Passive every income. week. Now, what kind of people are borrowing in Everybody. 2006 from a, a loan sharker? Everybody. Really? I mean, I, I've had regular people die. I had people you would never think would borrow money, borrow money. Well, what's a good example? Like um, people, stockbrokers, lawyers, people that just go under, um, you know, maybe they lost their job. Listen, you know, uh, I need money for this much. I could afford this every week. I had construction workers, you name it, mm -hmm. you know, degenerate. Degenerate gamblers, drug addicts, you know? Yeah. And what was your height? What was, did you have success in that? 240,000 when I had out one shot. That was the most I had out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And do you, what kind of uh, security, do you take collateral at all? No, we don't do that collateral. Kind of Our collateral is you don't pay us, so we're going to hurt you. Mm. Did you ever have to do that? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. All the time. Did any of them run to the feds or the cops? Uh, You see- I know you, are you, where are you from? What neighborhood? Where are you from? What area? Portland, Oregon. All right. Not so, a lot of loan shark can go All right. On. <laughs> so look, you see like the average person would say we go to the cops where we're from. They don't want to, they don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. They want to just be in the Howard Beach, Ozone Park and not be known as a rat. So if you go to the cops, your whole family, all oh, your scumbag, your son. So it's like, wait, and how we do do Shylock. And he's like, if you come to me and borrow money and I don't know you and the guy that brought you to me, he's vouching for you. Uh. So if you run, He's, we're going to see him. So that's the way that you kind of protect yourselves. Right. If we don't know you. Off. Right. If we don't know you. Right. You lend to hopefully Italians or people from the neighborhood, right. deep Queens and Brooklyn right. that understand what it is. Absolutely. The culture. We like, had guys run, you know, don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's good when someone vouches you because we just knock at their door. You right. vouch for this guy, 10,000, you'll be seeing us every week. So that was profitable. You ended up winning on that. Oh, on Shylock that is the best business in the world. You can't go wrong, especially and, when you're a gangster. And it's, do you think that will continue even though technology yes, is taking out a lot of the Sloan mob businesses? Loan shocking will never stop. Yeah. It'll never stop. That's the mafia's bread and butter mm -hmm. and illegal sports ban. It, that'll never stop. Even because they made these websites, remember what we do differently. When you bet, a bet online, you got to give them cash right there, right? Mm -hmm. Not with us. You get credit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I so can come up stop. with you. That's a great deal. It'll never stop.
Yeah. You got that. You, it's always better when you got that weak credit. Like, oh shit, I got a ten thousand dollar limit. Then you gain. Oh, I got to put ten thousand up. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, I could just win this money without putting nothing up. It's the catch, you know. Now, how did you market yourself? Your your loan sharking and your sports betting. Like, how did well, you? Well, people come to you. They start knowing you. You know, you're a mob guy now, and they know what that's what the mob does. Right. You know what I'm saying? All right, Gene, I need to borrow money. How much you need? Five thousand. Oh, this guy three thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's it. You start accumulating a list. Yeah, and you're just in the street. You're you're but driving remember, a nice car. You look like a gangster. What? You're responsible for this money. Of course. I'm taking this money out with Ronnie. These guys run. I got to turn in the money every week, no matter what. Mm. He don't want to fucking hear it. Like, that's it. You're responsible for what you take. You got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, oh, he took off. Don't worry. You're good on that. It don't work like that. You're turning <laughs> in 3000 a week. And if everybody leaves, you still got to pay the 3000 a week. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's a lot of responsibility. Absolute stress. Yeah. It's a lot of stress too when you're working for serious guys like Vinny and Ronnie that don't tolerate bullshit. Mm-hmm. So at that time, 2006, what what was the situation with the families? Who was the boss of the Bananos at the time? Uh, see, we were in disarray. But what happened was Joe Messino just flipped in 05. So people were looking down upon us. That was the fucking, you know, that was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. So we had a lot to prove. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Joe Messino just went bad. Vinny Gorgeous was actually the boss of the family, but he was in jail. He was about to get go to trial. We knew he was getting life. And then you had acting bosses that were trying to fill in. So it really wasn't a boss. It was more like they were looking to see who could control the family. You might have had a consigliere doing it. Three mm-hmm. captains. They just didn't know. We didn't get an official boss till 2011. Wow. So that's probably why they allowed all this shoot em no. up cowboy shit. No, not really. Because the bananas power. were always known like that. Hmm. The banana family was always known as a wild uh, murder family. Was at, at, at by this time, have the neighborhoods now kind of just blended in? Because back in the day, right, the 60s, 70s, 80s, each family kind of ran in a different part of you, the boroughs. You're right. But by 2006, technology is on its way to, no. to dominating everything. What was it you. like? So Howard Beach and Ozone Park was Gambino Banano. That's basically what you got uh, over there forever. Uh-huh. It fluctuates because- what the feds do is they'll do a big indictment on the Gambinos, wipe them all out. Now all the Bananos are there. <laughs> then they'll come. And then when they're coming home, the Gambinos, we're all going away. So yeah. it just keeps taking turns. Yeah, Gambino, it, Banano. It's like trying to get rid of roaches. Bro, in 2013, back. we had, we were strong. We had the whole structure. We had like 60 guys in Howard Beach of Banano guys. We were running the whole shit. Wow. We were strong in Howard Beach. Wow. And then they just crippled us. Mm-hmm. Took everybody out. What about the Bronx? Who's operating up there still? See, the Bronx is mixed with the five families. That's the only borough I could say that all the families are in it. Wow. Literally. Yeah, not, not big have, portions, but they're all in it. Yeah, they got to have wise guys up there still. They do. Tons of them. But yeah. it's like mixture. Like you see Howard Beach, Queens and Ozone Park was just really Bonanno Gambino. Now, why, you know, Spanish Harlem, like the 120s uh, yeah. forever, that was F- Fat Tony? Yes. Like why, why there's so much money up in the ghetto still. Why have the wise guys not tried to get a, you know, muscle back in on that action? I can't say, I don't know. See, the West side is very secretive. The Genovese family, they're very secretive. Okay. Tell me, tell me about that. Genovese family runs very organized. They're nonviolent family. They're ran by very, they just had small bosses. You know, their rules are much different than other families. Like if you're a captain and I'm a captain, we can't tell each other our business. Mm. Other families, they all talk to each other, tell each other. Genovese family operate very, very differently. To get straightened out with a Genovese family takes 10 years to be on record with a wise guy to even be thought of. Wow. To even be thought of. It's not like other families. Three years, oh, he's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Put him in. West side is very strict. Now, do you think that's probably a better way to run it? Absolutely. They run it, you know, they run it very well. But here's the thing. They're very business. They're not violent. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So a lot of guys say, oh, they're softies. You know what I mean? But they are very smart. See, for the street guys, 
we look down upon the guys that aren't how we are. You understand? Mm. We look at like the thug, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. we look down upon like the money makers. But I think they probably look down on the street guys. Right. It, it's vice versa. But always when you're with the real tough guys, you're like, I just jerk off. He's uh -huh. a fucking, he pays his way. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's how we, we talk. But you don't know? you feel like the white collar guys in the families use the street guys? They have The to. muscle guys? Well, think about it. how you're going to collect your money. Of course. You but it's us. like you guys are the ones that go to prison. Right. We're always the ones that go to prison and we're always the ones facing the shitload of time. So did you have ambitions to move on from the gangster shit? No. You didn't? No, I was going, <laughs> no, I was a full-blown lunatic and Ronnie was even worse. So we, us together was just horrible. What kind of upbringing did you have? Uh, wild. You know, my mom was a good, we had a good family. It's just that my dad was crazy too, but he wasn't a gangster. He did a lot of time. He Over what? Uh, armed robbery, shooting, same shit. Yeah. You know, he was a nut. He came home, did prison time, and then he went into construction. Mm. He did. He was a good, you know, working man. But you know, him, and my mom got divorced young, and uh, he moved to Canada. You know, so mm. um, I got raised by my mom and my stepdad. But I was just a bad kid. Yeah. No, I don't lie. It's not like I, they tried to do good. I was just bad. That's just what it was. You mm -hmm. know, what I mean, it's not like no one's fault. It was just me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you really like, you're living that life. You're a young man in your early twenties. Right. You're probably getting a lot of respect. Absolute fear. People are terrified of us. Yeah. You know, yeah. I car I carried a gun. I got a permit. Yeah. You, and you were ripping off, you were hitting drug houses. Oh my and God. We were arm robbing them, tying them up. They knew when they were scared to meet us. We were fucking terrorizing them, man. You like jacking like black dudes oh, or other Italians? Listen, it depends. If you're in our area, we're going to go fuck with your orange. You're in Howard Beach Ozone Park. We're going to get you. You're going to pay or something. Well, were they, yeah, Did you, I was going to ask about that extortion. Did you have yeah. people paying you? Well, here's the thing with that. So we can do extorting drug dealers, but it's almost like a Ponzi scheme, I was telling somebody. We really can't do that, but we do it. So like, let's say, for instance, you're a drug dealer and you come to me for protection. I'm like, yeah, I got you. But then when you have a beef with a gangster, we can't sit for you. So it's almost like you're paying me for no reason. Yeah, it's a bad deal. It's a bad deal. It's like you're not going to get no protection because we can't protect drugs. What we do do, and I'm taught by Vinny, he goes, if you're extorting a drug dealer and they got a beef, lie. Say it's loan shock money. And then I will go to the table and say, hey, he's lying. You know, the bull it's loan shock money. Mm -hmm. Ain't no drug dealer. You know, right. the bullshit. That's you how you get around it. It's funny because half of the mob's rackets really do serve a function in the marketplace, right? right. This guy, uh, he's under on his plumbing business and the interest rate is way too high in the legal market. And so he goes to a street guy and maybe it saves his business. You're able to just give him money. Right. Uh, gambling serves a need. Uh, but then other rackets like extortion, that just seems well, bad. That but, just that just doesn't seem like it well, helps anybody. See, that's like movie stuff. Extortion, uh, what do you d define? Like, what do you mean? You think it's like the uh, 60s where you go into a restaurant and go, you got to pay me. Right. That's not how it goes. What happens is they're in neighborhoods and they ask for protection a lot of time. Mm. Maybe things is going wrong in the area. They're getting nervous. People are fucking with them. They want to feel safe. Oh, I'm with this guy. Here, here's money. Don't worry about it. Just tell everybody I'm with you. We've had that a hundred times. We're not mm -hmm. extorting you. You're basically, but now basically you have any problems, they'll put a guy in, by your store. Get the fuck out of here. This mm -hmm. is our place. And then, it, you know, people are scared of the mafia. So that's yeah. really what it comes down to. Right. But the feds will turn that into extortion. Right, right. You know what I mean? That's how they break that yeah. down. Do you think the people, the residents of Howard Beach and Ozone Park, the lat, middle, middle village, these are deep, obscure. You know, middle village, all right. Yeah. I do. I love New York. I'm okay. fascinated by the boroughs. Right. Uh, do you think the civilians, huh? Not, not the connected people. You think right. they still love you guys? I don't know about now, but I know growing up, you know, they came to us for all the problems. Mm. You know, they really didn't call cops. They called us. Wow. 
genius. This kid stealing stuff. I remember one time there was a guy with a center puncher going around breaking into everybody's car and everybody's flipping out. And they've told the gangsters, like, ah, oh, they're fucking robbers. Said, don't worry, we're going to get this little motherfucker. Yeah. So we would go on patrol looking for him. We yeah. got him, put him in a trunk, stripped him naked, you know, drove around with him, tortured <laughs> him for a little while. And he says, now the next time you put a center puncher, we're going to fucking kill you. And that's it. He never did it again. Never did it again. And the neighborhood feels happy. Look, yeah. they protect us. That's very Sicilian. Like, you could trace that back. That's like village justice that right. I think is really ingrained well, in Italian don't culture. Don't get me wrong. There is some people that don't like us. Yeah. And, you know, they will. Giuliani. Oh, yeah. And his father was a bootlegger. Figure that out. Right. Yeah. Uh, now he's uh, under yeah. indictment. Now he's under his own law. Rico. Right. You know, he's being charged with it. Uh, speaking of the old country. Yeah. I feel like there's now in this day and age starting to be a lot more crossover, a lot more communication with people with Naples and Palermo and and the gangsters in America. Well, Do you think that's true? Yes. But I, I'm going to tell you why. So Italy was flipping out when the bosses started ratting. Which over there? By or New here? York. Okay. They could they were like, they're ready to come down and take shit over. Like, uh, what the fuck is going on? Right. You got bosses co-op. What's going on? We're mm -hmm. ready to take your shit over. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what happened. They're still extremely vicious. Yeah. And they operate a little different because they 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 kind of operate like cartels a little bit. Yeah. We don't Americanize mafia. If I got beef with you, I'm not shooting your kid. Or your fucking wife. Yeah, yeah. They're doing that out there. Right. And they're running openly trafficking drugs and as part of their main and, business. Now. And people. We don't yeah. operate like that. Right. See the Sicilian mafia in them, they operate like terrorists a little bit. That's why we really don't fuck with them. But you know? but now that you guys seem like you need recruits, I could be wrong about this, but it seems like you guys need numbers. And so I you're hearing and reading about more people getting recruited to be soldiers from the other side yeah, and brought over to killers, New York. They're still wild like Canada. They're still killing each other. But Canada got no RICO law. Right. So you see, that's what helps them. If they had the RICO, they wouldn't be doing that shit. Right. When you shoot a guy in the leg, get 30 years. You know what I mean? Right. It's a lot different over there in the right. RICO when you start doing getting RICO acts. Right. But they're still killing each other out there in Canada. Mm -hmm. That's the silly fraction out there. The, but we have a, Bananos have a big fraction out there. Mm -hmm. They're still wild as fuck. Mm -hmm. They're still, you know, very dangerous. Mm -hmm. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games. Did uh so now we're moving on in time. You're you got stripes, you got some money, you got right. a couple of brackets. Right. Uh when did you take your first pinch? Oh, I've been getting locked up since I'm 15. Okay. Well, but, when I mean, when you when we first went on record with the bananas. Oh, I uh shooting at a bar uh, over my dad. That was just a, a pinch that I took. Yeah. And I what got, happened? That was I just... got four years. Oh wow. They jumped my dad at a bar, I went there and lit the place up. Yeah, and I got four years for that. Wow. Yeah. Where'd you go? Uh, I was in Rikers Island and I went up north to Groveland and Green. I was all over. I did it three to six. How was that? It was wild. Rikers Island was fucking nuts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in Rikers Island at 18 from from 18 to the end of 19. Uh, I did like 18 months for Brick of Coke. Oh. You know? Yeah. Hmm. My grandfather was my co-defendant. Really? Yeah. You guys were pushing products? Yeah. Merchandise together? Yeah. Who's your grandfather? My grandfather was with my Uncle Andy. He was associate in his crew. I like this guy. Frank Garrett. Grandfather. I played yeah. golf with my grandfather. <laughs> you moved chickens. He ended up dying in prison, you know? Wow. Yeah, he was a cool guy, man. He was, taught me a lot. What? Uh, so he was giving it to you and you no, were moving so it? It was just, see, we were always, he was always teaching me the way because he knew I was getting involved. But like, um, 
What had happened was he was talking to me. He goes, oh, my friend Danny Marcha wants a brick of Coke. I says, well, how much are you getting it for? Because I got, I get a, a good price. He goes, this much? He said, well, I'll get it for you for cheaper. So I got it from him. It was a fucking sting operation. Oh, geez. His friend was setting him up. Yeah. So I just got caught up in it, man. My grandpa was writing the judge like, listen, please spare my grandson. I made him, bring him along. And they yeah. did. He took the time. Did that, wow. Did that uh, turn you off from drug dealing after you got out? Oh, I got They also were fucking hearing about it. You know, the people were like, what are you doing selling drugs? I, I, you know, the bullshit. And yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I had to talk my way out of it. But, yeah. you know, they weren't happy with it, you know? When you went up, did you, were there other Italians that you rolled with? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I met a bunch. I met one of my closest friends, Frankie Pasqua. Wow. Fucking okay. nut from Staten Island. We had, a, <laughs> we had a ball together, me and him. Who I what and there's tons of wise guys on Staten Island. Still. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Who's that? Who's over there? Who's uh, operating? A lot of Lucchese family. Lucchese, okay. Bonanno, um, a lot of Lucchese, Bonanno, Gambino over there. That's very nice suburban. Yeah, it, it is. feels like when you get money as a wise guy, you you get a piece of land. Oh, Howard Beach. Howard Beach is beautiful. Uh, that's true. It's on yeah. the water. Howard Beach is million dollar houses. Yeah. If you look at that neighborhood, you would never think there's no shootings and crime over here. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying right. there is. Well, what us? Yeah, yeah. You know. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Did, uh, so, cause we don't know anything about Italians in West Coast prisons, right? You're either, uh, Sereno, Sereno, well, Norteno, yeah. Black, or one of the we white factions. They don't really like us in those prisons. You know, I know a lot of guys that went to Victorville and, you know, they weren't fucking with the Italians. You know what I mean? Right. It's, you know. Well, they, they don't act crazy in prison usually. That's the difference. Right. At least historically. Well. Did you act crazy in uh, prison? There's some wild ones. You, you, yeah. be, you go in the state, you wait with those mob guys. They're putting work in. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they're stabbing shit. Did you have to put in work? Absolutely. We, I did a favor for Al Trucchio. I cut a, me and Frankie cut this guy, beat him. Uh, this guy, Sal Giolando. He came into uh, Groveland. He was running his mouth about. He thought we were like little jerk offs, like we weren't really affiliated. So he's throwing names around. He's talking bad about this guy, that guy. And I'm sitting listening. And meanwhile, I'm a real guy. I'm really around people. Mm. Frankie's father's a captain. Mm. So he thinks like, we're just like some pretend. And I'm listening. I'm going, so Frankie, he's talking about all these, my friends. I know these guys. I'm going to call up and check up on this motherfucker. I call up, checked up on him. He's no good. I says, oh, don't worry. I got that. I says, because we don't like him already. We lured him outside. I, Frankie goes, I'm cutting him. I says, all right, all right, all right. So I cracked him. Frankie cut his face. We beat him up. And that was it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You um, never had to do whole time? Oh, I did tons of whole time. Yeah. I just came home from the hole. Oh, Sam wow. Bankman freed that fucking guy. I was locked up with Sam Bankman. Can you tell us? So you just got out. I just got out in September. I did 80 days in the hole for that motherfucker. Damn. Yeah, I beat some kid up from him. Some guy was trying to get $1,000 out of him. I beat him up. Oh, trying to extort him. Yeah, well, friendly extort him. Yeah. And then yeah. I ended up beating the kid up. Wow. So you just got home. On a parole violation. Oh, how yeah. long did you do? Eight months. Eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's wild. You do have like, I just got out of prison energy. Yeah. Well, I always have this energy. <laughs> <laughs> what did you want? You know, you obviously had some time to think in there. What did you want to do when you came home? Well, I had so many plans. I just kept getting delayed with all these fucking parole violations. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had the book going into a, basically going to a TV show. I had a bestseller, you know, um, the podcast thing was taken off. You know, mm -hmm. I was, I was rocking and rolling. Mm -hmm. I, bro, I'll be honest with you. My my Instagram, my DMs, I sell so many autographed copy books off that thing. Mm. People love my book, yeah. you know? Yeah. So okay. I was well, doing all right. So when going back to when you first did your stretch in state prison, your three to six, when you came home- That's my second bid. Oh, okay, okay. I did 18 months, three to six, and then I went in again years later. So what were you, what were you thinking like, 
you know, as you're getting older, you're moving up, getting close to your thirties. Like what, what did you, did you say, I got to switch something up? I got to. Wow. So what happened was this, the problem was me, Ronnie went away at the same time. He went away in November of 06. I went away in December of 06. He got seven years for shaking down a stockbroking firm. And I went away for that shooting. Yeah. I came home in 2010. Now he's got another two, three years to do. So he was so happy when I got out. So I walked basically out on parole to a whole lot of work. Right. What did he leave you? Oh my God. I had loan shark list, deadbeat list. I had to start running. I was running around town. You What's know? a deadbeat list? Like guys that owe money, they mm -hmm. paying. I got to find this one, chase that one. Mm -hmm. I was home. I swear to God. I was home three weeks. I'm already going to this guy, Brian Fahey's car wash. Basically his face turned white as a loose leaf paper. <laughs> I says, you know why I'm here. He's like, oh, gee, you don't stand. He tried to hit me with all oh, the feds are watching. I said, bro, don't hit me with that. I said, next time I come back, you have that 75,000. I'm shooting you. And fucking he didn't pay in time. And then I, I popped him, I, you know? So you didn't give a fuck. I didn't fuck about nothing. Wow. I Were was, you on drugs? No. Adrenaline. <laughs> ADD, ADHD. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's the scariest technique. I, do I hated drugs. I wasn't yeah. a drug guy at all. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, because by 2010, 2011, I mean, like, the mob is already so exposed. Right. You know, you guys are under surveillance everywhere in New York oh, City. Oh, man. It's, um, you know, when you went to pull, like, a Jux or, you know, shake somebody down. Well, when, you, you, say, when you say Jux, like, we did more, like, high-profile scores. And I'm not trying to knock, like, we weren't just, like, going on a street corner and going, give me your money. You know, we would do, like, you know, homework. Okay, so give, it, give me a good assignment. So, like, when we do, like, so, because we're already making good money. So, right. so you don't need to rob people. No, you want to make like sure to do it. No, right. we like it. Yeah. So it's extra free money as we look at it. So we'll plot on like big drug dealers, stash houses. Guys come to us because they know I had a robbery team. I had a mean robbery team. Okay. And what the, that's not mob. That's my side shit. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? So, I, so, so I'm me. fascinating by this because, uh, like I said, everywhere you go in the city now, the five boroughs, you're basically under surveillance. A camera can catch you. If they right. want to get you in New York, you could shoot somebody in the Bronx. If they, well, they wanted did. to, they could probably follow you from camera to camera to camera well, all the way to, to Howard Beach. So what kind of precautions so, did you take when you were robbing a big Well, think about this. Stash? I was responsible, and this is not exaggeration. I, one thing about me, I can't exaggerate because I did profits. I cooperated. So my prosecutors and them would say, oh, he's bullshitting. I, they know everything. It's real. Right. I admitted to over 150 scores. Okay. You understand that? Yeah. All right. So this is this was a real I was one of the most I was like one of the like we were one of the worst robbery teams in the five boroughs. Like we were that bad. So I had a mean team. So like this is not bullshit. Like they had me down for like a lot. We were doing jewelry stores, heist, we were trying to hit Brinks trucks. We were bad. So I would do homework. I put tracking devices on you. We would spend money to rob you. Right. Because we're gonna get five hundred thousand, three hundred thousand mm -hmm. high end jewelry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we do homework. It's not like you know, a corner store gang, and I'm, I see a guy with a, a leather jacket and a cell phone. I'm sticking him up. Right. You know what I mean? We're doing home invasions because we're going in there because we know you got a half a million dollars cash in your house. And would you, know you bring I mean? that out sometimes? Oh, sometimes. we, we The last score we hit was a total of half a million. We've hit jewelry stores for a million dollars in jewelry. Where? Oh, Manhattan. Diamond District? No, not Diamond District, but it, this is back in 2006. We hit one in Manhattan. It was actually in the newspaper. They lied, said it was $3 million. They tried more insurance money. It was actually $1 million. <laughs> <laughs> I would have done the same thing. Yeah, they, they got more insurance money, you know? So you went in there. What, how? Tell, tell us about your team. So uh, I used gang members because they had all the cojones. You know right, what I'm saying? Sure. So I, and plus guys that, if I was robbing somebody that, let's say, a drug dealer that might know me, I would send somebody else in to, you know, 
not, you know, identify me. You know, I would do it myself sometimes, but I would also use a lot of gang members as well, you know? Like Bloods and Crips? Not Trin- Latin, I, had, I had a Latin King. Mm-hmm. I had a Blood. I had a Crip. I had a few of them, but they were good. I had them for a while. And then, um... Uh, and then we would do our homework and we, you know, get, we get tips. A lot of times guys would come to us, yeah. their friends be setting them up. I had a guy set up his own uncle. Wow. It gets bad when somebody wants money and they're just hey, jealousy or whatever. And they come to say, listen, he's got a safe in his house. I seen it. There's 500, there's this, there's, there's that in there. Okay. Give us the layout. And then we start stalking you, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. the homework, watching the neighbors, seeing who walks the dog, anything can go wrong. It's in a movie. Do you, you know take a, say, say you're robbing a jewelry store in Manhattan. Right. Do, do you take a stolen car? We use high-end cars with fake plates over them. Right. How do you get a fake plate? So you just take, you, you'll go to another neighborhood. You take them off the car. <laughs> That's so all we used to do. Yeah. 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 How many people, how many guys would you take? So two cars. We'd okay. always have two cars. Oh, you so know? you got about five guys? Oh, no. It'd be me and and my partner, Ronnie Mans, and then two other guys in the car. So we'd have four guys. But when we're doing the surveillance, like, let's say we're following you. Because sometimes we'll follow you and watch your route. Mm. We don't want to have the same car on you for the whole time. So we'll switch off. It's mm-hmm. almost like cop shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, this is sophisticated. Absolutely. This is high yeah, end. Yeah, absolutely. You probably get a lot of time for this. I was facing 100 years. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Put <laughs> 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 all my crimes. I was fucking lights out. Yeah. Do you remember uh, Do you remember any scores of drugs? Do you ever hit you yeah, know, a absolutely. bunch of bricks? No, not, we, we never hit bricks. So- mm-hmm. We, my friend, my friend Ronnie Mans did when he was younger and the, uh, on Dominicans, that's a crazy story. They sent the girl to kill him. Uh, yeah, it was a crazy story, but, um, uh, he was my partner, my arm Robin partner. We hit like more cash mm-hmm. and then we get like, you know, maybe a brick, not mm-hmm. bricks, one mm-hmm. brick, or we get a thousand pills, high end jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, these drug dealers got big jewelry, right. you know? So, you know, sometimes we do a score, we'll come out with maybe 200,000, Three ways, mm. you know, sometimes three, four hundred thousand. It depends, yeah. you know. So if you take a bunch of jewelry off somebody or off of a we store, had fences. you have fences already set up. In the diamond district. Yeah. I yeah. had a guy, I literally take anything under the table. When he see me, he get happy. Come on, come on, come on. He knew, kick everybody out, 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 out. He yeah. knew. Your uncle called, or Anthony called them the beards. Yeah. And we all know who the, that yeah. is. They, love, they don't they, give a shit. They were just building a tunnel over there. You know, and you know what I liked about this guy? <laughs> he would tell me, he goes, Gene, he goes, this is what I'm going to sell it for. And this is what I'm going to give you. I got to make money too. Because we bring him high end, like masterpiece Rolexes. Right. High end jewelry. Where he's like, Gene, the watch is worth 90. I'm going to give you 45. I'm going to sell for 55. All right. No problem. You know what I'm saying? No questions asked where you got it. What? They know where it's coming from. Dude, I swear to God, 20% of that 47th Street, the Diamond District, has got to be stolen goods. 20%. Way more than that. They're crooked as could be over there. What do you so, mean? So crooked. They don't give a fuck. I just yeah. read in the New York Post. I love the Post. Right. I love the fucking Post, right? It's like yellow journalism. Right. You know, uh, uh, they just got juxed a couple of weeks ago. Big diamond heist. Right. Guys went in there, tied them up like old school style, right. you know, and just ran out of there. And probably that, that loot was probably already accounted for in Absol- Brooklyn. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Or Queens. It's- they already had a guy waiting to take all yeah. the stuff. That's yeah. how it goes. Yeah. But you don't, but it's not the movies. It takes a while. Cause when we had the fence, one time we hit a jewelry store, we took like a half a million dollars just in gold. It was just like all chains and necklaces. And right. the guy goes, I got to melt it down. Right. He was giving me pieces. Mm-hmm. I said, we want some money up front. So he gave me 50 up front. Mm. He goes, give me another three weeks. I'll bring you more because you can't just walk in and say, here's seven duffel bags of gold. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to melt this down. You know what I'm right. saying? You got to do it by little by little. Uh, so, can you remember any scores that went wrong? Oh my God. Like horribly wrong? Yeah. Well, I remember one with me was um, me and my partner, Bobby, used to do uh, stick-ups and we used to rob gangsters sometimes. So we got a score and um, 
I almost got killed. Uh, well, if she would have shot, I've been dead. Uh, what ends up happening is um, we decided to do rob a guy coming out of Legacy. The owner of Legacy is Ali Shades. He's a captain of the Genovese family. What is Legacy? Uh, it was a club in um, Brooklyn, Bensonhurst. And um, we got the tip. And we knew that this guy would come out of, with a briefcase with about 75 G's in it. And he'd go into his house. He drove the little mini Koopa and he'd pull right into his driveway and just get him. You know, I got the whole layout. We watched him. And when he comes out, he's going to have the briefcase. Just run down him and get the briefcase. I said, yeah, no problem. I got that. You know, so me and my partner, Bobby, we go there. We sit on him exactly how it happens. I got a ski mask on. I got my hat. I got a pistol. I'm like 20 years old. All of a sudden, I do exactly what it is, except what? When I grabbed the briefcase and I, I ran down him, he wouldn't give it to me. Not only he wouldn't give it to me, he started honking his horn. That was a code I guess he had with his wife. She came out with a suckety Sam shotgun. So that's a code. I guess he had a code like, mm. I'm in trouble. I had to shoot my way out of that yard. She pointed it right at me. Boom. But she froze up. I fired. Boom, boom. And mm. I got out. If she didn't freeze up, she's blowing me away. Mm -hmm. And probably getting away with it, too. Yeah, no shit. So Did I didn't she... get the money, not uh, then. It turned out the next morning, I tried to rob a skipper from the Genovese family. Wow. It's cowboy stuff. Yeah, you yeah. Think, you think back in the 70s and 80s, you probably would have been dead for well, no, all this stuff. The only reason why I say I wouldn't have been dead is because of my Uncle Andy. Okay, who was, on, who was on Fat Andy? Fat Andy, of course. He's fucking God, you know? So, yeah, what was your relationship with him like? Well, I met. I was with him for three years. I was young, though. So, you right. know, I got to hang out with him here and there, but not on gangster shit because I was a kid. But, right. you know, I knew everything about him. And then him. he went away, of course. No, he died. He passed oh, away. Oh, because he got out he in got the late out, 90s. And then we were with him in the 90s, and then That's he right. died in 99. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, were you prepared to shoot somebody? Yeah. If they didn't time. give it up? I was debating on shooting him. And that's why I was going to pop him in his stomach. And then I just didn't have enough time because the shotgun was already coming out. I seen the double, double fucking barrel. Mm. I seen that barrel. It's terrifying. And I just started firing. Boom, boom, boom. And yeah. I got out of there. Did you have a protocol with your guys when you were pulling scores? Like if, if he doesn't give it up or no, if he gives a shit? I never want nobody killed for no reason. You right. know what I'm saying? We bluff. No, that is a reason though. Yeah, that's different. I mean, but you never go in there and you start, I don't want nobody getting killed and taking money. We're not doing that. Okay, but, but if I'm if I'm a drug dealer, if I got no, a bunch of cash. No, we're going to beat you. Okay. We'll, we'll beat you. Gotcha. You know, we pistol whip you. We won't kill you yeah my friend uh vinnie minio and my friend frank lacord is serving 50 to life in 20 years for just in, for just setting that up where somebody got killed somebody got killed yeah. they sent two black dudes in to rob do a home invasion and they shot the fucking son in the head yeah, yeah. and that's no it's we brutal. don't do that yeah it's brutal we just you gotta don't be do really that. careful while he's doing 50 kind of to business. life yeah. and my other friend vinnie minio who's never been in a fist fight in his life mm. is doing 20 years for that yeah yeah. So Think you about, guys, yeah. so you never had to put a bullet through somebody's knee or anything like that? No, pistol whip, yeah. put knives in the neck, scare them like that, to, you know, to get safe. You know, sometimes they got, I, we had one time where the guy had a floorboard and the girl had to show us where it was because he wouldn't and it slid and all the money was in the fucking floorboard. You know, the wooden floorboards, it slid. Wow. Fucking 140,000 cash in there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when you see that, I'm like, do you start sweating? Well, it looked like that? a million because it was in 50s and 20s. I just, oh, we got the mother load, but it was only <laughs> it wasn't a million. It was like 140. Wow. Yeah. So you're really making, this is good business. Well, it's, I'm not supposed to be doing this shit at all. Okay. This is from the bananas. You're, you're not, not supposed, supposed to, be, to be doing shit. They right. don't mind. You know what? You know, I get mad about that shit. They grew up on Robin, but it's just that, that Ronnie didn't want it because he's a millionaire and he's established. If he wasn't, he'd be Robin. Right. But because his rule was, I got all this money. Don't fuck my money up. I need you out. Don't do all this cowboy shit. Motherfucker, you're worth 35 million. We're not. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So he was like being a hypocrite almost. Right. Well, it was cool when they did it, but then right. they got- Right, now we're doing it. It's like, oh, come on. You got to collect my money. I need you in the street. You're doing this cowboy shit. Yeah. If you were broke, you'd be doing this shit with us. Come on, bro. And, and also that is the hypocrisy of the whole system because they don't ask you, you know, if you're a made guy, you got to kick up to the captain, whatever it is, five G's a week. They don't ask you where so, you got that money from. I'll tell from. you a great story about this with Ronnie. So Ronnie, Ronnie, I love, listen, I, I was close to Ronnie, but he's very cheap. And uh, he had to kick up money to Jerry. Jerry didn't actually know how much money he was making. Now, mind you, Ronnie was, you could look this up so you don't think the number's exaggerated. He was making anywhere from 120 to 300,000 a month. Okay. Just with all his- Loan shocking and sports. And books. That's yeah. kind of money. You know how much he was giving his cousin, Jerry? A thousand dollars a month. Wait, <laughs> listen, he had no clue. When he found out how much money he was making on the visit floor, he flipped the table. <laughs> They went and told him. Ronnie's crew got mad at him. They was fighting with each other. And he went up there and says, you know how much money this guy's making? He goes, he's giving me a thousand a month. He's supposed to give him at least 20,000 a month, 30,000 a month out of that. And we're paying and he's not even paying the thousand. Now is that- We're paying the thousand. Is that enough to get a beating? That's enough to get shelved. But here's the thing. That's enough to get killed. Right. But not, they're all related. So let me explain to you about this little Queens banana fraction while they all get lucky with each other. Vinny, Jerry, Jackie, captains, consigliers, soldiers, they're all cousins, brothers, and uncles. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're right. not killing each other. Right, right. Now, if this is a regular crew, Ronnie goes. Mm-hmm. A captain finds out that his soldier is making four hundred thousand a month, giving thousand dollars. He's getting. They're going to kill him and take everything. One hundred percent. Carmine the Snake, Columbus, he's mm-hmm. dead. Right. Any real boss gone, dead. Mm-hmm. But because they're all related to each other, they kind of like break rules mm-hmm. and get away with this shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why, yeah, why rob when you got a sports book? And a Shylock business that's making you six figures a month. Yeah, but you understand, we're living a party life and we want more. And, you know, guys are coming to us and they're like, listen, this guy got a, we're not passing up with that. Me and my partner, Ronnie Mans, we hear a guy got a 200,000. Oh, we're going to get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just the way we were, you know? So how do you plan on being made someday? Oh, that was proposed. I was waiting. Vinny Asaro wanted me straightened out. He wanted me in Vinny. Ronnie yeah. just kept saying, Ronnie kept saying, listen, I don't want him on my list. I need him in the street because if I get straightened out, I go on his list. He's on federal parole. Right. So now I can't be near him. I'm with the guy 24-7. He loves me. He wants to be with him 24-7. Mm. He don't even talk to nobody. Everybody got to go through me. Yeah. He don't speak to no one. Yeah. So that was the problem. And also, you know, uh, I was a lot, I was wild, you know, and mm. it was a wiretap kind of where he said, you know, if we give this kid power, you know. Did anybody sit down with you, a boss or a consig, and, and sit down and say, hey, we like you, but you need to like, you need to cool out? Well, I was getting word. You see, this is fucked up because they sent me to um, beat up a guy, right? I went in the guy's house. I beat him up from his mother, right? With a billy club. His uncle was a captain in the Genovese family, Conrad. And Barney, the boss of the family, was calling me a fucking walking time bomb, which is bad. The guy's very known, respected guy. Mm. And I get the bad name for it. But I was sent to do that. I wouldn't have just did it where I was being sent. So I was getting this mean reputation as this lunatic, walking time bomb, wild, uh, wild cowboy. But you're sending me to do this shit. Mm. So don't not straighten me out now because you got me acting like a lunatic mm-hmm. when you're making me a lunatic. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's like it's like a fucking, it's like a lose-lose situation. Yeah, well, I think they would rather have you doing the brute stuff. Like, don't you think setting your reputation as a crazy, violent guy, young, kind of hurts you if you want to get made? Because then the bosses, these white-collar guys who right. are rich now, right? right? Who've been making millions for years. They say, we don't want to make this guy. We want to just, he's dispensable. We want to use yeah. him as the muscle. Well, here's the thing. Yes and no, because my crew really loved me and they knew I deserved it. Honestly, mm-hmm. they, they, they loved me. They used to brag about me in other neighborhoods. Like they, like yeah. everyone knew like, oh, this is the next guy. Like I was really like yeah. that. And you, you know had a I mean? good business mind still. Yeah. I was pulling, I, I mean, I was walking into people's businesses that owe money with a fucking hatchet. 
And you know what I mean? Like, that doesn't make mean you have a good business mind. That means- I was just a lunatic. Yeah. And yeah. people were just terrified of me and they like, I brought fear to the crew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but, but did you have the capacity though to, to if you got straightened out, to leave that alone and really yeah. become this well, what businessman? What I was doing was putting all bad guys around me. Mm-hmm. So I was, I had a whole bunch of bad guys. So, so you had your team. You were oh, lining it yeah. up. I, I recruited a little Gotti. He was a ballsy kid. I had Fat Matt. I had a bunch of young gang members that they couldn't be in the mall, but they do dirty work. Right. I had one kid. I'll kill you for $2,500. Right. Far Rockaway. He'll kill you for $2,500 in broad daylight. Yeah. Far Rockaway is a rough. Yeah. I had some rough guys. So, you know, and then I had another guy, Vinny. He ended up killing himself. Uh, he was good, but yeah. he, he blew, he killed himself. Can I ask you this? So, you know, traditionally, the Italian wise guys in New York don't do business. I mean, they might do business, but they're not going to have a black guy or a Puerto Rican or Dominican in their crew. But now you the, can't. But now on the, the low. Ge- but now the generations, you know, no, everything's you evolved and woke. You had it on the low. Okay, cool. So you did you be have on record? You can never be like, oh, this guy's a mean. He's a blood. No, but you'll have them where it's like, he's my guy. You know, get. I need to take care of something for me, and they'll do it. You know, right. you know and you take care of them. Right. You know what I mean, right, right. We've we've done that. I've done that. You know what I mean. But it's still. Sicilian, like if to be made, you still got to be full blooded Italian. Italian. Yeah, but they don't check the four last names no more. You see, you, they used to check it. They only check your last name now. It used to be where you had to have four Italian last names. <laughs> you know, because I have four Italian last names. What but is you, your full name? So my last name, I have Borello, D'Amico, Guerrero, and Bon Giovanni. Those <laughs> that's are four last names. That's three too many. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many last I, names. No, I'm saying if you that, that's how they check your bloodline. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So, Did you have uh, wise guys in your blood from the old country? No, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, I yeah, wouldn't know. Yeah. You know? Um, okay, so things are moving on. What happened? Why were you not, uh, why did it not pan out? What do you mean, the life? Yeah. I went to jail. On what pinch? Uh, state organized crime pinch. I got, my cousin was wearing a wire on me. And wow. Us, yeah, he got, caught, he got caught selling drugs uh, to an undercover, um, pulling drugs out of his baby's backpack four ounces or more, like 21 times. And he's on federal probation. Shit. What he, year is this? Uh, 2013, I think he got caught up, or the end of 12. And they wanted me and my guys. Okay, so you were already on the radar. Feds start at the bottom. That's right. how they operate. Right. They work their way up to the top. They right. go for the crumbs, and then they got me, and then I gave them the big fish. That's how it works. So you were... Yeah, you were about in the middle. You had worked your way up to like a good. Oh, earner. I was the guy. I was I was the guy. I worked directly for Vinny and Ronnie. You know what I mean? That's and Vinny, it. Right. Okay. And by this time, there's a boss of the family now. Yeah, Tommy DeFury. Right. And Vin's running the family with him. Got it. And right. is he free or is he locked up running the family? He was free. Okay. He was the first street boss since Joe Messino. Wow. Mikey DeNose appointed him because Mikey DeNose was the fam- the family boss, but he right. appointed a street boss from jail because he was serving 20 for a murder. Oh. So he appointed Tommy DeFury and said, this is our first street boss since Joe. So Tommy DeFury was the street boss. So everything's going good. Tell me about the money really quick, and then I want to get into how your cousin set you up. Right. Uh, you know, we're led to believe on television, you know, The Sopranos is where I get my knowledge. Uh, a guy, an associate like you, a guy who's on record. Right. You're making, they don't know about the robberies, but you're making money from your your Shylock, your sports book, uh, your deadbeat list. Right. You give it, who are you paying? And then are you paying a captain? And then does he kick up to the boss? Like how does the money make its way to the yeah, boss? So that's, I'll explain that. So a wise guy got a crew. So a wise guy have usually like seven, eight associates with him that give the wise guy money. And then the wise guy gives the captain the money. And then he he's ki- supposed to give some of his, but our wise guy was not giving it. We were just paying it. Oh, so you were to just- his cousin Jerry because his cousin was his captain, and then and then Ronnie became a captain because Jerry was gone, so Ronnie became skipper. 
Right. But Ronnie was Gavone and everything. Ronnie had everyone paying. You know, he was bad with money. He, he, that was his only downfall. He was very greedy. Okay, so you were just paying the captain directly. You weren't even yeah. paying your wise guy. Right, but he didn't take money from me. Mm. He didn't do it. I would go to everyone else and collect the money for him mm-hmm. and say, oh, it's got to go to Ronnie or Jerry where I had to go to. I get the envelope and I would see what he would put in. He wouldn't put no money in. Right. So <laughs> this is, the system is- I knew the real secret that he didn't pay. You know what I'm saying? Right. You guys, th- what they could never figure out in the mob was percentages. Like how much of, because so there's no way to soldier, keep track of a score. There's no, no way to fully keep track of a score. Mandatory with the bananas was set. A soldier must give a thousand a month. That was mandatory. Every soldier must give a thousand a month. That and, was mandatory to their skipper. And how many soldiers but, did they have- they could also tax if you're making big money. They also want a piece of, you know, right. what you're making. If you're bringing right. in three, like my boss is bringing in 300,000 money. He's giving him a thousand dollars. He was fucking it's going. Crazy. He was furious. Crazy. You know what I mean? So and how many soldiers were in the banana family? Oh, uh, probably in the street, probably 200. Oh, wow. And they're each kicking up a thousand. Yeah. Boss supposed every to month? all give at least a thousand a month. Oh, so if you're a boss, you're, you're making millions a year. If you got Absolutely. enough soldiers. Captain's supposed to kick up more than that. Cause let's say if you got 15 soldiers in your crew. Let's say you're getting a piece of their business. You might be getting 20000 in a month from just, you know, your crew. Right. You got to give the boss 5000 out of that. Maybe yeah. something, you know, it could be more than, you know, depends. Joe Messino used to get 300000 for Christmas. Right. Just for Christmas. They, his captains gave him 300000 Right. But if you're a soldier, you're never paying the boss directly. It all has to no. go through the captain. You'll meet your boss. You'll see him. But, but you're not giving him an envelope. No. 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 He'll call upon you. You get called yeah. upon, you know. Uh, Consiglieres and underbosses, do they still exist? Absolutely. Structure's still the same. Structure's still the same. Yeah. What is the point of the underboss is like a vice president? Yeah, well, basically he talks for the boss. So like, uh, sorry, the underboss is pretty much relays all the messages for the boss. So he's running, he really runs the family as well, but he'll get his his orders from Joe and he'll send them out. Right. You know what I mean? Well, at the time, Joe Messino's mm-hmm. on the boss was Vitaly, uh, mm-hmm. um, um, he cooperated actually, um, and Vinny Vitali, and that's how that would work. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's to keep, and then I guess hits. Does the mob actually pull? Does the boss ever have a a button guy that says go push a button on somebody, or is that all done? And nah, is all the murder no, the murder's out? The murder's right out. Now, the murder's right? gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's gone. They had to eliminate it. Now know? is that you know your cousin Anthony told us that in Detroit now. The family in Detroit, They're very allowed. strong. They just let you beat them. Exactly. Like, it's true. Yeah, it's how that's bad true. It is. It's because these Rico charges are so bad. It's so insane. It's so insane with the time they give you with the yeah. mafia. They're so strict with it that they'll give you ten years for construction fraud. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they're so strict with organized crime. Because they they ruled the country at one time. Right. They they right. got to keep their foot on the neck. Right. So you know in, I mean? in Detroit, for people that didn't hear last episode. Uh, now if you're loaning money to somebody and he don't pay, or if you're, they'll allow you just to say, don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. They'll just forgive the debt. I should go live in Detroit. I'll stop borrowing <laughs> right? Exactly. Right? <laughs> um, well, it's kind of like the United States. We're heavily in debt and we don't, uh, we don't Do pay anything. it. We just right. keep printing money. Right. Um, so it's 2013. Your cousin, uh, gets knocked for drugs, yeah. cocaine. Yeah. Uh, and this is where it all, I guess, yeah. It's when he started, uh, you know, Informing and setting me up and people around me. So how did that how did that escalate? And then when did you get arrested? I got locked up September of 2014. Okay, so he and then what was the discovery paperwork? Was he wearing a wire? Oh was my he- god, it was. But it was an ongoing investigation. You see, because they were working with the FBI, so the FBI was already investigating me for years. So this was just to hold me in the state. Plus, I had some shit going on in Florida. They came and locked me up as well, so I couldn't bail out. And then my lawyer was telling me the feds is coming to get you too. So I had three different conspiracies going on. Mm. 
And you were probably on probation, right? So. No, I wasn't. I just finished. I just got, no, sorry. I was on, I'm sorry. I never was off probation. You're right. I, the first time I'm off in 21 years is September. Wow. Yeah. And when you get locked up uh, for a new charge, when you're on probation. Yeah, you're Amanda you, regardless. Yeah. So you can't, you can't bail out. But regardless, I remember I'm a predicate felon. You know, I'm in there for guns, selling guns, conspiracy this. Florida got me on armed robbery in a jewelry store. And the feds is coming down me on conspiracy to murder, attempted murder, mm-hmm. home, every charge you could think of. Mm-hmm. And so how long did it take you before you decided? I'm 19 gonna... months. That's when they arrested you. No, it took me 19 months to, to cooperate. When I decided to flip, yeah. 19 months. I sat up in Rikers 19 months. Wow. What was Rikers like while you were fighting the case? Oh, uh, well, you know, at that time, you know, I'm used to Rikers and all the gang members love me. And uh, I was getting into shit, but I was causing it. Yeah. And then, you know, I wasn't taking no shit. I was holding down the, the, the people that couldn't help themselves. You know, yeah. I was on my jail shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. So why, why did you eventually decide to flip? I got mad. Well, there was a lot of reasons, you know, I'm like, you're real. Obviously nobody wants to die in prison. No. Uh, that was one. I asked Ronnie to get me a federal attorney. He says, Oh, I'll wait till it goes to the feds. He was never going to do it. He, he was just being a dick, greedy yeah. fuck that he is sometimes. And uh, my little brother had a gun charge that I, it was because of me. I sent him with my rat cousin and he, and he set my brother up. Wow. So my little brother was getting seven years. Yeah. So when I cooperated, I basically told him, he don't go a day. Mm. And they threw it away. You know, when I was locked up, I was locked up with this biker dude. Uh, he was a shot caller for one of the Hells Angels right. uh, gangs in, in the state prison where I was at. And he said, what the Angels do is that they have a fund. So they're like union dues. No, they, they have pay that. into. They have that. But and whenever, have that. whenever somebody gets yeah. locked up, they, they all that. chip in to bail Absolutely. out. Absolutely. They because that. they know if they treat you right, if you're a, a worker and you've got a bunch of info on them, if we can help you get out of jail immediately, get you a lawyer, the less likely you are to flip. Well, think about it. And you got, and, I, and then at the end of the day, look who's cooperating the mafia. Guys that you never think. Murderers, serial killers. So think about what they're thinking. Gene's a good guy, but look at the charges he's got. This guy's facing a lot of time. We're going to pay his lawyer for what? He might go bad. You know, that's how they're thinking. That's how, I remember when Jerry got locked up, Ronnie goes, oh, he might go bad. That's how he talks about his own captain. Wow. Imagine when they talk about me, you know, because right. Jerry moved the body for his father. He got locked up for moving. A, Vinny killed the guy back in 1969, buried him under a house, and asked his son to move him later on. And he got charged with that. Wow. So when he got picked up for that, Ronnie's probably like, oh, he might go bad. So yeah. think about how, you know, they talk about me. Do you think if Vinny or those guys had helped you more, do you think you would have yeah, you know, stayed thought, well, tight? I wanted a fighting chance, but you know, I knew I was fucked because I was trying to get a 20-year cop out and they said it wasn't going to happen. Wow. So you were trying to say, I'll do 20, I'll I sign. Was, I was legitimately, and my mother and everyone could verify this when I was calling home, I'll take 20 right now. They're like, you're not getting 20. You're looking at 20 just in the feds. What about Florida and the state? You're yeah. looking at like 37 years total. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And if you blow trial on Rico's and that, you're going to get 50, 100 years. You know so what I'm they didn't come to you, the DA and the U.S. attorney didn't come to you right away I with made an it offer? clear I'm not copping out to 30 years or 35. You got to uh-huh. give that to me. Yeah. I made that clear on the phone purposes because they're listening. I'll never take 35, 40 years. You have to give that to me. It means I'm going to trial. Like, I'm not taking that. 20 years I'll take. I'll be upset about it. But I know I come home when like 45 years old. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Because I was only 30 when they got right. me. Right. So you know I mean? if you were blown trial, you would have certainly been locked oh up my forever, God. right? Forever. When you blow trial on Rico racketeering cases, your guidelines are life. Yeah. They can yeah. give you anything they want. Mm-hmm. You know so, but, I mean? but you said you were going to take it to trial. Right. But it's like, it's like trying to like. I see what you're saying. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, a negotiation. Like, yeah. negoc- like trying to like cheat him up. It's a bluff. bluff. Yeah. <laughs> you bluff <laughs> all the way till you go. Like, all right, he's going to trial. Give him this 27 or 25, you know, better yeah. than 40 or 30, right. you know. Right. So. Yeah. Are you scared? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, and I lost everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it sucked, you know? Who, who took your businesses over? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know? Who knows? You didn't have anybody in the street that- Yeah, but you, everybody gets, you know, everybody gets nervous when you got cases like that. I was on fire. The, the feds had me like as public enemy number one. Everybody was scared to take calls. I don't know, not that I'm ratting, but just like they're listening to everything on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. What happened to the rest of your crew? Like your stick-up crew, the guys you had? They were all fucking, you know, I, I wouldn't call them. I wasn't contacting anyone oh, like that. Oh, but they didn't They didn't swoop them up. They didn't have no, anything on them. No, they didn't oh, get wow. them. They got them later. No, they were investigating them as well. They were tied up in the thing. They were waiting for it to go federal, and they were going to bring us all over. They Did, were holding me in the state because they wanted me off the fucking street. Yeah. Yeah. I was on wiretap, and I says, oh, we're going to tear Florida to pieces because Florida was wide open. What were you doing in Florida? Hitting jewelry stores. Uh-huh. I told him I was on a wiretap talking on a burner phone to my cousin saying, oh, my God, there's one cop at 30 blocks. We're going to rip the state to pieces. Wow. How did they get a wire? Oh, because your cousin, cousin was cooperating. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, they didn't like that. <laughs> um, did you end up flipping on your crew? Not the obviously the, Ronnie, guy, the higher yes, ups. But, yes. But, but what about your stick up crew? The guys uh, you had. Well, they were all over wiretaps, everything. So it was like when you do profits with them, yeah. there's nothing you could lie about. And if you do, they'll bring it up to you and say, you know, we know you're trying to like look out for somebody. What were you talking about? Um, we have wiretap information that you did crime with this guy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when they proffer, when you do proffers, yeah, you got to tell them everything. Well, here's the thing. I, there was, there was, Five guys wearing a wire. Mm-hmm. Five. I was the last guy to cooperate on this case, but they needed me the most because I was right-hand man's Durrani and I was the last guy to do crimes for Vinny. Vinny just beat the biggest case in the country. The Latanza Heist upset was the biggest upset in the country. Oh, wait, wait, wait. He beat it. Vinny was the guy, the old man. That's my boss. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay, so when gotcha. he beat that case not guilty, he says, I'm done. They know, they know I work for this guy. They're going to terrorize me. Right, they want, I'm right. the last guy to do crime for this guy. That's unbelievable. Uh, I remember what he got locked up for that he had, five years ago. And I was like, oh, he's done. He looked me. like a sad old man. You could Google this. He beat the case. How wait, did he beat the case? Wait, listen to this. You could Google this. It had the most media attention of a mob case of all time. It beat out the commission case. It beat out all the Gotti trials. That's how much trial media was on this guy. Are you serious? It was world news. People in Japan knew he was found not guilty. Wow. How did that, he beat that case? So how he beat it is called when you walk in the store, you buy a dollar mega millions ticket. That's the chance of the odds that he had beaten the case. And you hit for $800 million or a billion dollars. Yeah. That's the odds of him being found not guilty. He was on wiretap telling the guy where the body is and they found the fucking corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Think about that. That's crazy. They just, they don't understand how. It's just the jury just didn't want to convict him. You know, I think- it's one of those OJ Simpson things where they were so sick of police brutality and the racism that was going on in LA in the nineties right. that the jury just said, suck Fuck a you. dick. That's possible. I think people are getting so sick of the overreach of the federal government right. that the jury, the working class jury was like, you know what? Yeah, but He got away with it since the seventies. Fuck it. Let, let the old man be. To, you know? For 12 guys to find him not guilty with all, you have to hear the evidence. If you heard the wide tax, you'd be mortified. <laughs> But I killed is- him. I strangled him with a dog chain. Wait, he, st- he goes, I fucking strangled him. I buried him under the house. He goes, that fucking wow. piece of- He's talking about killing this one. Maury's wigs from Goodfellas. That was right. Barry. He, he was he Maury. Was a- he, he, he killed, killed Maury. He killed Maury. He killed Maury. Jimmy Burke. Oh, this is the guy that killed Maury? Yes. So he oh, has him on the fucking- Maury. He got him on the fencing property. So they knew Maury was buried on his fencing property. Wow. Remember, he did the Goodfella heist with them. He got wow. 800000 out of it, Vinny. Wow. So- this is all on wiretap. His cousin right. had a wire on getting all the information. Wow. Remember, Gasper was a part of the Vlatanza. He was a driver. Right. So all of this is on wiretap. He was found not guilty on everything. Did, uh, but I think now in a federal trial though, well, in any trial, right. just one person has to find you not guilty. No. 
Absolutely no, uh, no, no, there doesn't have to be a unanimous. Can yes. we look that up, Ryan? No. I don't to, think no, 12 oh, people have to find oh, you. Oh, yes, you do. No, 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 no. To be found guilty, yes. all 12 have to find you. No, it would just be a mistrial. If, you, if one person don't agree with the other ones, it's just a mistrial. It's you got to do it again. John Jr. had it's six a, it's, a hung, it's a hung jury. John Jr. had six in him. It's a hung jury. Okay. Yeah. So you're telling me 12 People jurors found him in not Vinny's Lutanza ice case found him not guilty? We, no, that's that's the sick part. No one knows how. That is crazy. That is crazy. You have to, it'll be a mistrial. So then in the OJ case, is they that the same, same thing? thing? If one, Let's say if you have 12 jurors and three and one is saying not guilty, it's a mistrial. It's a mistrial, but they got to do it over again. You. But right. then they'll say, but they'll see if they're going to do it because they'll see the what was the favor. If they see that it was even, yeah. or if they see that it was more not guilty than guilty, they won't try you again. Or they'll but try if they to, see yeah. that it was more guilty than not, they're going to try you again. Right. Or they might offer you like a, a, a plea better deal. plea deal. Right, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. OJ wasn't the federal, state, though. Yeah. The state could be yeah. a little different. Wow, that is bananas. Yeah. That really is shocking. Yeah. 12, is it possible all 12 people could be paid off? No, nobody was paid no off. No way. No, he would just look like, you gotta see how they dressed him in there. He looked like Mr. Rogers, like the good grandpa. <laughs> right. Was just, I was crying laughing looking at the article. I said, that, I said, they got Vinny dressed with an Uncle Rogers sweater. I'm like dying. <laughs> like he's the innocent grandpa. It was great. So he walked out of My that. cousin testified on that trial, Anthony Ruggiano, and he was so mad because he was so close with them. And they said wow. Vinny was in the chat. Just, what the fuck? <laughs> He was crazy. He's going crazy on Anthony. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you fucking. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he walked out of there. So, so what is what has become of him now? He's dead. He just died. He just died. A free man. Yeah, he just died. Wow. He just died like that's two months incredible. Ago. He, I mean, at I, ninety years old, he just died. I gotta say, like, good for that guy. Yeah, right? he was a like, fucking gangster. I always talk good about. I mean, him, what a know, G. He was a gangster. But was. but you ended up flipping on her, or yeah. at least giving yeah. information. Yeah, up on I, yeah, I um. I did a bunch of stuff for him, but they only charged him with one thing. They said they didn't want to make it a big Rico case with him again. So they charged him with the awesome. I did assaults for him, things for him. He wanted me to kill a janitor, move things. I can't even get into how psychotic he was. So but, so Vinny wasn't a good guy. No. Fucking like 15 murders. What do you mean a good guy? He was fucking killed people. People all over the country. Fucking, I mean, all over the land, you know? Yeah, yeah. But he never ended up, even the information that you gave the government on him, I don't, they didn't get him on yeah, anything. Yeah, they did. Oh, they years. did. Nine years. Oh, okay. But he got left go because of COVID. I he got like you. Four years. I yeah. got you. Mm -hmm. Man, I mean the guy. The guy was still running in his eighties. He was still committing crime. He was. He ordered. A, he wanted me to kill a janitor. He was like seventy nine years old at the time. He was actually staking the guy out and was showing me where they got him. He was nuts. Yeah, it's nuts, man. That yeah. generation, bro, there was they something in the water. They only in killing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how they handle their problems. When you deal with old timers, they only, you know, let's not beat them up. Get rid of them. He's got to go. He's out of line. Gone. That's yeah. how they operate, you know? And you get like where Kennedy got whacked. You know, obviously the mob was involved with they that. They claimed the guy from Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how business was handled back then. He he got way out of line. He's got to go. Well, I think the government's worse than the mafia, but I mean, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree for sure. I think Hillary Clinton got like 60 bodies. <laughs> the Clinton list is longer. How do you got 40 people that killed yourself next it's to you? crazy. Everybody's <laughs> shooting themselves in the back 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's, she's on, annoying. She's oh, very annoying. Come on. But uh, okay, so so you get locked up. You're in there 19 months at, at Rikers, and then you say, "Okay, I'm done." Yeah, I flipped, and then they put me under a fake name in um, Somerset County, uh, New Jersey, uh -huh. under Joey Russo. I had to stay there until I, I had to take a lot of tech tests to get into Woodsack Jail. It's very strict to get in there. 
So I had to wait a year to get in there. So who did you inform on? Who'd you flip on? Vinny, mo- mostly just Vinny and Ronnie. That's yeah. what they needed me for. Everyone else yeah. was already, remember this investigation was going on for like eight years. Right. Ricky Kessel was wearing a wire. He was a tough guy in my crew and he was burying them as I was in jail. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, so, you, so you didn't have to wear a wire. You no, didn't have to, none of that. Did you have to testify in no, court against they anybody? No, copped out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so you actually got up pretty easy. Yeah. Because, I mean, a lot of guys we talked to, they got to like for years, they're they're going to trial. Yeah, they're no. setting I, people they, up. Everybody copped out. Everybody okay. just took their time. So what happened to Ronnie? So I, and you know, like I said, that's why my I'm the perfect storm. My case was the biggest mafia case for our time. Ronnie Gilonzo paid back the biggest forfeiture in banana crime family history. Wow. Paid back one of every, any banana guy ever. He paid back 2.4 million and what, paid it. What is a forfeiture? When it means the feds... like what you owe to government. Wow. Over... He paid it. Wow. He didn't owe it like I owe it. He paid it. Yeah. Yeah. That's like unheard of. That was, he beat out Vinnie Gorgeous. He beat out everybody in the Banano family for forfeiture. He paid it. So what does that mean though? What does forfeiture mean? It means like you owe, the government wants you to pay this back. But, but, but. Most of the time, the other gangsters can't pay it. But over what though? Like for crimes like and things. A- assets, extortion, seizures. assets, everything. Right. He paid back millions of dollars. He paid it. Not like on installment plan. He fucking paid it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I told him you can never cripple him. This guy got millions, man. So, but what became of. You know that so so did they make were they able to make another case on Ronnie and Vidi from your uh they already had him indicted. I just put the violence. I okay. added the violence in. You know, so but what happened to Ronnie? Ronnie got 14 years. For what? Uh for everything. But they, they were gonna charge him more stuff if he didn't take the, the time. Okay. They said, Listen, we're gonna hit you with another shooting or another thing. Yeah. Take this time. But he was only supposed to get 10 years. The judge went over mm. and says you were getting people shot and beat up from jail. You're never gonna change. I'm giving you this time. So he's he's in the feds right now. Yeah, he comes home in like like five more years. Have you heard from him? No. Do you, do you, I mean, do you know you're walking around now? You know, it's you're you're out in the like open. Like I said, I don't, I'm a little arrogant. I'm a cocky guy. I was yeah. I was a violent dude, tough guy. So yeah. it's like you know, not anyone's just gonna approach me. I'm gonna be honest right. with you. Right. You know, Has I was it, I wasn't picked by the mafia because I'm a good dancer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you know, I was. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? How long were you in Witsec for? Uh, three years, but it's the jail. It's not like in the street, right. just in the prison. How much time did you have to do? 63 months on that one. Okay. And then okay. I came home and did like 20 months in violations. Yeah. Back and forth. Back yeah. and forth. What, do you, what do they keep violating Fuck, for? They were hating on that TV show and all kinds of shit. They were mad that I was. Yeah, was Wait, what? They yeah, can... well, I have the show. They were mad over the Johnny and Gene show. You doing a podcast? Yeah, yeah. Was enough was, to get you violated? Because it was in the paper. We had other fe- we had other uh, cooperators coming on. We were making a mockery. It was just bad. Talking about victims, abusing gangsters. It was bad. They were just. So are you worried about talking? Yeah, I mean, you proffered everything. You told them everything. You have to. So you're not worried about anything you say on the on the podcast coming back. You can't. It's coverage. Wow. You sign a contract for that. It's kind of like immunity. Yeah, it's immunity. I have immunity. <laughs> I could admit to 80 murders and talk about them now. You have immunity. How, how many murders do you have? No. Well, uh, in jail, uh, you know, technically, I, I, cl- I guess I have one, you could say. The man died while I was in a jail cell with him. But they, I, I feel like I didn't kill him. Was but, it a fight? Yeah, it was a fight. He dropped dead. We tried to save him, but he died. Where was it at? Uh, on Rikers or was no, it? No, it was when I was under my fake name. Oh, it was in the Whitsack jail? Yeah. Oh. Joey Russo was in the Somerset County. Jeez. Yeah. So technically, I don't feel like I killed him because the doctor- Joey ruled. killed him. No, but Joey honestly, Russo this, killed I him. say this real, real <laughs> truthfully. He died of a heart attack of Suboxone. He was on Suboxone. We got into a rumble. He dropped. He didn't die there. He died in the hospital, but they ruled it a heart attack. Mm. Okay. So technically, it's it, not my it, fault. It was almost like if you were going to get charged, it would be with like manslaughter. Manslaughter, but it never happened. And I tried to tell him, I tried to save him. I threw water on him. I pumped his chest, you know? Yeah. So you never, all that time in the I street. I shot people. 
but you never dropped anybody. You never had no. to proffer to any, no. any no. bodies. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you feel lucky? Yeah. You know, cause yeah. I mean, all that cowboy stuff in your early twenties could have put you away. I mean, all don't day. get me wrong. There's a guy we like, we left guys in fucking puddles of blood. I mean, my partner, Bobby would beat a guy with a rebound brass knuckles. He looked like he was dead. You mm. know what I'm saying? I mean, he could have been dead. Yeah. He didn't die. I'm saying, but we didn't give a fuck if he died or not. That's the time we were on. Yeah. You know, I remember us pulling up and shooting into a car. You know what I'm saying? At a guy, I, I shot his cousin. I missed Ted the target. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was just, we, people just got lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, it seems like there's just that element to where, you know, it doesn't matter. And those deep boroughs, man, or uptown. We it, were all killers. It we were all capable. We were all killers. Me and my group were the last. We, we would kill you if we had to. We had no problem with it. I had no problem shooting your head in front of everybody. I tried to shoot a crip kid in broad daylight in his head. Broad daylight. I tried to blow his brains out with a 357. So you were prepared. I tried to kill him in the street. I thought right. I got him. He dove on the floor. My friend's like, he's got him. You got him. I took off. Yeah. He ended up killing a cop six months later. Yeah, Nelly, oh, Nelson Cruz. You could have done us a favor. Yeah, right. You saved a cop. Saved bro. a cop. I always say that. Yeah. <laughs> Bad aim. Yeah. But well, I never used this before. It was a fucking 357 snub. Wow. It was a monster. Snub nose? Oh, yeah. It was a monster. The you fucking s- birds are flying out the trees. <laughs> fucking thing. It was just so loud. <laughs> oh, it's like a bomb going off. It's like that taxi driver scene. That's what they yeah. use for killing elephants in Africa. <laughs> it was strong, man, this gun. You were gun running? Yeah, uh, I didn't sell guns. I just oh. always had them. Where did you source guns? Everyone. Anyone I always said, if you got a gun, I'll take it. You uh, know what I mean, I was the gun guy. I love guns. Where, where, you know, New York, obviously, they have very strict gun laws. I imagine most of those guns are coming from out of state. We right? don't really know because yeah. you know, whatever, whatever. I remember I had access and I was telling somebody the other day, I had a friend who was like a military guy. Remember Rambo, the Rambo gun, yeah. the machine gun? I had that, 2,500 bucks. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, <laughs> but I had the fucking actual Rambo gun. You know what I mean? It was crazy. That's a lot of gun. Yeah, yeah. Guns yeah. are cheap though. 2,500 for a big ass Rambo well, gun? Well, you know, I had a lot of hookup. I had a machine gun with, a, we had a machine gun with a silencer. I had a 380 with a silencer. I got, you know, for mm-hmm. like 1,500, you know, you get good prices. Three, that 357 I paid 500 for. Yeah. We had nine Berettas, everything, all kinds of shit. So you you come you come home and yeah, you, you're going back and forth for for violations, but you're essentially like out of the life. Right. Right? You guys, you and John A. Light, who, tell us about John A. Light really quick. John A. Light was a hitter for the for John Jr., the Gottis. That's right, for right. the Gambinos. And he was a real hitter. Oh, yeah. Like he didn't miss like I you. mean, they tried to shit on him right. and say that he's not. You know what I'm saying? But uh, he really was. Yeah. He was a killer. So you, did you know him before? Well, I met him before when I was younger. Yeah. He yeah. was very close to my family as well. Yeah. yeah. You know? Um, you guys started a podcast and you started, you claim, and I believe you, you, it was the first. It is. Yeah. It was the first. Uh, Mafia podcast. Mafia podcast. Yeah, it was, yeah. And so Michael came after that. Michael Franchise came well, after Michael that. Michael Franchise didn't have a podcast. They were doing interviews. I'm saying right. we actually had a table, a podcast right. with guests. The right. interviews were already going on. You're right. just sitting down talking. We had the actual mafia podcast idea, the theme. Yeah. Because it seems like every mafia guy's got now a they podcast. Have them. Now. They got it all from us. Yeah. 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 Um, what is like the old timers can't like that? No, right? absolutely not. I'm sure not. No. What's left of that old neighborhood? Ozone Park, Howard Beach. Nah, it's washed up now. What does it's that mean? The same. Like, it's not the same. It's yeah. all, uh, if you're left, it's because you weren't doing nothing. If you're somebody, you're either dead, jail, or you cooperated. Because if you weren't making no, if you're making noise, the feds are coming to get you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So whatever's left right now is the guys that, you know, were no, nothings. They were hangarounds. Right. You know what I mean? Are there bots? But there's got to be bosses. Yeah, he's are- the guy that was uh, doing John Gotti's laundry and, you know, straightened them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He wasn't a tough guy or a yeah. gangster. He was just there to be there. What you know? uh who they're still straightening people out. They're Absolutely, still, I'm sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll never stop. 
Yeah, because because at least like there's a couple of business like loan sharking and gambling, bread and butter, and, right? Yeah, right. We call it peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> it's the best mix, you know. Yeah, Everybody does it. Yeah. Um, do you have regrets from that life? Do you wish you no. would have like made more money? Do you wish you would have toned it down a little bit? I mean, the regrets I the regret I have, yeah, not saving the money I was making. Yeah, obviously, you right. know, because um, if I made forty, I spent eighty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we were just bad. What were you spending? Oh, money? God. I went out from Monday to Sunday. You know, social club, two cars, you know, everything. Just living yeah. like a nut. Girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, clothes. I remember going to the mall. I used to like Burberry. And the guy goes, bro, I got nothing left for you, bro. Because <laughs> you got every fucking style. I'm like, all right, let me know when you got some new shit. All right? yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, this is like 2011, 12. That was like my big years of money. You know what I mean? 2011, 12. I was did, making a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Did you buy any property? Nothing. I was a rent apartment. I remember, I, I, I talked about this the other day. Uh, 2011. Uh, my friend came to me. He goes, "Yo, you walk, you walk around these thousands. Give me five grand. There's a thing called Bitcoin." <laughs> I'm like, Get, I was like, "What is that? You talking Chinese to me? What the fuck is that? Yeah. I don't want that shit." Oh my god, look, look, <laughs> right, right. What does five grand get me right now? I don't even know. And Swiddick off to sixty-seven thousand a share. Bro, what am I, like, uh, what am I worth? A hundred million dollars? It's crazy. It's, it's sick. Crazy. I, I was walking around with fucking play money at ten thousand, twenty. I could just say here, take it. Yeah, go, go invest it for me right now. I'd be fucking like a king. So you had no legitimate investments. Nothing. That's all I believed in was the street. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I was a street kid to, yeah. to, to the fullest. You I know? feel. I feel like the guys that are still left that are making real money, I, th I feel like a huge chunk of that has got to be legit. Like like the ones that really they last. Are. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Genevieve's family are into fucking all garbage trick businesses, right. restaurants, everything, right. you name it, they're into it. Absolutely. Unions, this, yeah. that. Absolutely. hundred percent. It seems like the Genevieve's, and I'm glad that's a real nugget that I had no idea about. It seems like they really lasted. They, like they the Genevieve's. The Rolls Royce of the Mafia. Okay. That's what they're called. The Rolls Royce of the Mafia. Because yeah. they're the they're the higher not even the higher they just yeah they just they just they operate very smart. I always yeah. say this in all my interviews. They're the smartest crew, the smartest family. They have no rats. You know on the why? Because they don't do no violence. Right. What creates rats? Yeah. All right. You do loan sharking and sports betting. You face it ten years. Who the fuck is ratting over that? Right. Bananas, murders, shootings, moving bodies. Uh, Thirty years, fifty years. You don't know who's gonna cooperate. Home <laughs> invasions, armed robberies, fucking Rico racket. All these crazy charges where you're facing a shitload of time where mm -hmm. they're getting pinched for construction fraud. Yeah. You know some bullshit where the guy's gonna face in eighty six months. If you yeah. cooperate over that, you're a jerk off. You right. never belonged in the street. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can't take five years, eight years. Right. I can sit on my head, closet spinning. Yeah. You know I, what I'm saying? A sports book. That's yeah. not even a Fed charge. That's like it's the bullshit. State. Yeah. Yeah. Rico Sportsbook, 60 months. Yeah. Who gives a fuck? Right. When we're getting locked up, oh, here, here, take this 40 years. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's a different ball game, mm. you know? Who's the who's the boss of the Genovese? Barney. And he's still around? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you said you call them the West Side. The West Side. Because they're all Manhattan guys. They're based out of Manhattan. Interesting. So they call them the West Side. Like like Uptown? Yeah, like see, like back in the day, you couldn't say their names. You would go, this guy, or Joe Messina was the ear. You know, yeah. Vinny the Chin was the chin. You uh -huh. know, you know. Yeah. that's how they had their code names. Because you get caught saying the name of Wiretap and you walk in that plank. Right. You know? Right. You walk in the fucking plank. Mm -hmm. Automatic dead sense. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, Joe Messina found out you said his name. The ear wants to talk to you. You said Joe wants to see you. Anything with Joe, you're dead. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Did you have, and you had the guys above you that put you on record, explain the rules to you. Oh, uh, broke it down. I had Vinny to explain it to me. Come yeah. on, the guy's a fucking living legend of mafia. He yeah. could have wrote the rule book. Right. Guys right. goes back to the fifties. Yeah. He was running in the fifties. You know, he got strained out by Carmine Galente. Right. Lilo. Right. Come on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? These Just, guys go back. What can he teach you? It's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. though he didn't follow any of the rules, but I'm saying, you know, he would teach them to you. And you Vinny, know? I want to put his picture up because he really, it seems like he really, now that he's dead, 
all the dinosaurs that oh. remember the way the business he was, was ran. In top five banana. They had a thing like a, a um a, a survey, and he made like top five banana guys all time. Yeah, yeah, because he was that guy. He's like the powerfulest captain in the seventies. Yeah, he used to tell people they used to ask him like sit downs. He goes, I don't go to sit downs. That's how he was. He's a psycho. You know what I'm saying? He's a fucking nut. They they cracked the bottle over his daughter's head. He had the girl shot fucking five times in a bar. That's how crazy he was. You know what I'm saying? You know, he didn't play. And this guy was giving you orders. Loved me. You were part of a piece of history. He loved me. I mean, he, was, he used to, I thought he hated me because he always screamed at me. So yeah. Ronnie broke it down. He goes, the more he yells at you, the more he likes you. He says, well, then he loves me because this guy's <laughs> throwing things at me. Everything I did was wrong, but yeah. he really liked me. And I remember meeting a wise guy from Middle Village and he goes, because I had to sit down over my rat cousin, Frankie, who had set me up. He wasn't paying rent somewhere, but the the building was owned by Banano guys. So they knew he was my cousin. So they reached out. And the guy was a wise guy. And Vinny goes, don't worry. You go see him. I says, I'm not straight. He goes, don't worry. Go talk to him. I said, okay. I go talk to him. And when I shook his hand, he goes, oh, nice to meet you. Vinny talks so highly about you. I said, I says, who, you got the right guy? He's <laughs> like, yeah. He goes, yeah, Vinny. Loved. And that's how I knew he really yeah. used to boost and brag about yeah. me telling neighborhoods, you know? Wow. So there's two New Yorks, you know? Like you have Manhattan that's full of like white guys that almost sound like me, right. you know, if you're raised on the Upper West Side, right. you know, and your parents are lawyers, like you could barely tell that they're from New York. Absolutely. But then you guys, the New Yorkers, Queens. you guys are, and you got the accent still. Right. You're the last people that have right. a New York accent. Yeah. This thing will die with me. And, and that's right. And you live in this insular world across the East River. It's our own world. Yeah. It's really, I tell people that all the time. We lived in our own world. And the mafia, you got to understand why people are so obsessed with it. Bloods is like 100,000 of them. 200,000 gang members in a, in a, you don't even know who's who. With the mafia, everybody knows each other. If you're in the banana family, it's very easily. You came to me and says, oh yeah, I'm a banana guy. I'm a real banana. Oh, you are? What's your name? Who's your, what crew are you with? I'll find out in 3.2 seconds if you're lying to me. With Bloods, you, your gangs, right. you'll never know. Right. They can say, oh, this guy brought me home. That one with us. We'll find you out in a second. The crew is like Very this. small, very yeah. tight-knit. You're with the Queens Fraction? Okay, that means there's two captains. You can only be under two guys. Right. What crew are you in? It's very simple. Right. You can't hide. You can't lie. Yeah. We're going to find out in two minutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's different with us. We're, and that's why people are very obsessed with the mafia because there's a very small group of us. Mm -hmm. I'm the only modern day guy out that talks. There's no one else that can talk about the 90s, 2000s. Right. That was really running around like I was. Right. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that's why, you know, I'm taking advantage of it. Uh, what about the Greeks and the Albanians in New York? Oh, are they stronger? Are the Albanians the strongest? Albanians. Oh my God. I, 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 we'd have to do another whole hour segment on them motherfuckers. I mean, yeah, they, they're ruthless, bro. Did you ever do business with them? Yeah, they're crazy, man. I love them. My, at first we didn't like them. We always yeah. fought with them. You go to a football game, you fight with them. All of a sudden there's like 600 of them with chains and bats coming at you. <laughs> right. Chainsaws and fucking, yeah. they're just crazy, they're bro. They're fucking crazy. Yeah, they were wild, you know? But are they now, like, would you say they're the strongest... I, I I don't know. New York is like really ran by the gangs now. I'm going to be honest with you. Really? It's, yeah, it's bad. The Bronx is like Iraq. I mean, <laughs> it's so bad right now. You can't mm -hmm. even go over there. It's gangland, man. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking bad. You got 16-year-old kids shooting you with fucking choppers now in the Bronx. Yeah. It's so bad, the gangs right, right now. So, you know, I mean, the Albanians are wild, I guess, the Greeks and that, but the gangs is really like the problem. But I mean, like the money makers, though, of the people on in the know. neighborhoods. I mean, yeah, the Italians still make money. Yeah. They're just nonviolent. That's yeah. all. They're still the money makers. So this might, there actually might be a Look, renaissance. When I say the mafia is dead, it's because I mean, as far as like, I was an action guy. We were the yeah. action guys. So to us, it's dead. 
Right. When in, in 2005 and six and our day, we were fucking in 207 Park. It was like a nightclub. There was a hundred of us, trouble, fights, things. That's all gone. Right. Now they're just making money. We say it's dead. It's just guys making money and just hanging out at a social club, sipping tea and talking about the old days. We were fucking packing pistols, mm-hmm. running around, right. living the crazy life. So to us, it's dead. Right. You know what but I mean? Also, but it actually might be a better time now to be a wise guy I because would be, everything's I would calmed kill it down. Right now. With my reputation, forget it. I'd be the guy. I'd be a millionaire right now. Everybody want to be around me. Yeah. With a reputation like I had and I made it through this, forget it. Yeah. You know, I'd be the man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if look, if the politics change, I mean, I think it's a very low chance that this will happen. But if, you know, a politician like Vek Ramaswamy, the Indian guy, if he got into office, I love him. He would try to get rid. You know what he wants love, to do? He wants to cut him. the mo- He wants to cut the FBI by like 75%. Yo, I love this guy. That might be a good time to become a wise guy. He again. says anything. He don't, he, give, he don't shit. give a fuck. He goes you know? off on people. So the, but that's becoming standard yeah. now in politics. You yeah. got to say, you got to pop off right. or else people won't trust well, you. You know what I like? Trump now? set the bar for that. You know you what know? I like now about social media? People are finally like talking back. Like, you know, when you couldn't say nothing and you get bit. Now they're like, fuck you. Everyone's yeah. going off on like all this shit going on this weird yep. shit they're like we don't give a fuck yeah. we're coming back like we're saying what we want now yeah you're not gonna just silence us and do what you want yeah now that's what i like now about the social media it's, it's changing now yeah because yeah. you know two years ago you said the wrong thing your instagram's getting taken down golf a bit you put something up about hillary clinton or somebody yeah. you're getting shadow banned everything now it's different you could say you know they're letting the other side speak yeah now. yeah i said ivermectin once in 2021 whole youtube channel got bombed Gone. yeah yo we got because john eli loves trump so and it was johnny jean says you got to stop talking about trump they shadow banned us our views were getting cut into quarters almost right because they were taking us out of the the, the, the algorithm, the algorithm yeah. because he was talking about loving trump and all yeah. that it was crazy yeah i know you it's know? crazy that's why they want emergency time because then it justifies them you know, know what I think it is? People. You have the people that were against Trump now all for him. I mean, literally, for you sure. go everywhere. They're like, no, Trump got to come back in, bro. It's <laughs> crazy. Like all the Get ghettos. The you go to the ghettos. They're like, what? Where the fuck is Trump, Black man? People <laughs> Black people love Trump. people love him Black now. Black people love Every, the Trump. The game changed, bro. It's crazy. And it's crazy how much you see he really cared about the country. That's what's fucking It's like nuts. the mob. It's Yo, like, we need the boss back. He's the best. Sammy Gravano just got posted. Trump just posted him. <laughs> Imagine Trump that. just posted Sammy Gavano. What kind because of world are we living Sammy in? Sammy Gavano admitted that he couldn't get him to be corrupt because they were trying to get oh, him in his pocket. No and, shit. And Trump says, I'm, I'm no way. Is that right? Yeah. He they went, were, like, yeah. They were trying to pay Trump Yeah. Because he was big with the casinos, the lands, right. all that stuff. And they were trying to get him and he wouldn't do it. And then and he goes, look, you know, they're mob, I'm not corrupt. Look, this guy, a fucking mob boss. Yeah. They were trying to get me. I wouldn't do it. 19 bodies and I still wouldn't take his money. Wow. Right. Wow. That's pretty wild, man. Yeah. Well, look, man, plug your uh, plug what you got to plug, dude. Yeah. We had so, a great talk. Uh, my Instagram is Gene Borello. Uh, my book is called Born in the Life. It's a bestseller now. It's uh, in the works of becoming a, a modern day Sopranos TV show, yeah. modern day mafia. No one has it. Um, I'm going to be featured in a, a film, Pony, with Johnny Eli. It's going to be playing as, as a father. And I'm. they wrote me in in small roles. It's still a movie. I'm happy about it. Nice. And um, that's really it, man. Yeah. Go get his book, especially. That's something because, you know, the movie will come out. In- and do what it does but yeah go follow him on social media and then our, the link to that book will be it's in the description yeah, yeah. It's, on, it's on my Instagram okay, and great. if you want if you want autographed copies you get them to DMs I send them myself you okay know? perfect perfect yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we'll stick around if you wouldn't mind 15 minutes do a quick Patreon Absolutely, and yeah. then uh, yeah killer uh, I had a fantastic yes. time talking with you because yes. you're my age yeah. you know you're you're the, the 80s baby that's right and, the last hurrah, as they call us. Right, right. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Killer, man. All right, yeah. dude. Well, uh, you guys, I appreciate you. Uh, switch over to the Patreon. And Gene, thanks for coming here, brother. Yes. All right. Peace. Peace.